Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. (laughs) There was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him (laughs) in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben and Dave. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben. Thank you for joining us today on this very great episode. By the way, it's our last episode of our first year. So, hey, that's a feat within itself. And I'm very excited. But on the other hand, I'm, I'm kind of pretty bummed because we had another episode that was originally recorded and I was doing some stuff with my computer and for some reason my computer decided to go haywire and I lost that information. So I no longer have um, that data and so I lost the information. So I we're, we're, we're here dealing with this. But... Uh, what did I wanted to first highlight on uh, in this particular episode that I didn't get in my other one was um, I made a bet with Jeff from Two Strike Noise that the uh, Victoria Harbor Cats would beat the uh, Corvallis Knights in the West Coast League Finals. Well, of course, that didn't happen. And as a result, I have to pony up and I have to pay up now. And that is, is that I now have to say that the... Oakland Athletics are a much better team than the Boston Red Sox. Even though the Boston Red Sox have won you know, several World Series as of late, I have to now explain that the Oakland Athletics are a much better team than the Boston Red Sox. So I will start off saying Billy Bean, great manager, great influencer in Oakland. Um, the Athletics have a great young uh, farm system which has produced lots and lots of great talent over the years and you know Moneyball they wrote a book on it they were you know they had a movie they had Brad Pitt you know great looking guy so Boston you know they didn't have Brad Pitt so Oakland you did Jonah Hill funny guy Boston didn't have Jonah Hill and uh, so Oakland Athletics, hey, you know, you are the team, and uh, my Boston Red Sox are not. So, uh, I, I hope that suffices, Jeff, from Two Strike Noise. So, uh, there you go. Athletics, better than the Boston Red Sox. Well, let me join now. Not join, but let's go into this particular episode. We are going to uh, talk West Coast League playoffs. The first series that we're going to highlight is the Corvallis Knights versus the Walla Walla Sweets. Uh, first game goes to the Corvallis Knights, 6-3. The box score is 6 runs, 9 hits with 1 error. The Walla Walla Sweets had 3 runs on 6 hits with 1 error. The winning pitcher for the Corvallis Knights was Devita Gerber. Losing pitcher for the Walla Walla Seats was Travis Craven. The save goes to Connor Knutz. Um, for Corvallis in batting, we have Jake Holcroft. 
who is currently going into his sophomore year at the University of Portland. He went three for five, 600 batted average, two RBIs. You're going to be Atwood out of Texas Rio Grande, who's going into his Rio Grande Valley, sorry. He's going into his senior year. He batted 333 in that game with an, one RBI. Other individuals of uh, note are Briley Knight, who had one RBI in that game. Jack Harvey, he had two RBIs. And the Corvallis Knights left eight runners on base. Walla Walla Sweets, on the other hand, Connor Lemma, went two for three, batted 667. Caleb Farmer, Chaz Martinez, and Carson Green both each had an RBI. And Walla Walla had left four runners on the base. For On the pitching side on things, Car- for Corvallis, Tavita Gerber had, went six and two-thirds innings. He had allowed four hits. On two run with two runs, he had a 1.35 ERA, two base on balls with eight strikeouts. William Kepner, he went a third of an inning with two hits. He allowed one run, which and one strikeout. Abbott Hafar, he went one inning with one base on ball. And Connor Knutz, who had the save, had one inning with one strikeout. For Walla Walla, the loss goes to Travis Craven, who went five innings. Uh, he had six hits, four runs. Sorry, check that. Four runs, two ERA, one base on ball with three strikeouts. Tyler Huckman, he went two and a third, three hits, two runs, two earned runs, one base on ball, and one strikeout. Jack Dale, he went one and two-thirds innings, and he had two base on balls. So there you go. That's that's game one of the uh, Corvallis Knights Walla Walla Sweets game. Moving on, uh, we're going to go into the uh, game two, which was held in Corvallis. The box score of that game was Walla Walla 9-4 to four over Corvallis. Walla Walla had nine runs on 11 hits with one error. Corvallis had four runs on eight hits with one error. The winning picture is Braid Hyrial. Sorry, Braid, if I'm uh, or pronouncing your first name and last name incorrectly, but uh, you had five innings pitched with two hits, two base on balls, and five strikeouts. The losing pitcher went to Connor Knutson, um, who came in in the eighth inning, pitched two-thirds of an inning. He allowed two, uh, six runs uh, and three base on balls. So it's kind of a difficult situation there with Connor coming in in the eighth inning and giving up those runs. For hitting uh, purposes, Walla Walla, Justin Fultz went, had two hits, five runs batted in, which is pretty amazing on two hits. One base on ball. Uh, Patrick Caulfield. Bryce Bitt, Chaz Martinez, and Braid Harial, all with one RBI each. For your Corvallis Knights, Jake Holcroft had two RBIs, and Andy Outwood and Jake Harvey both had one run batted in. So right now, uh, after game two, we are a 1-1 series headed into game three. So these are a best of three series here. So going into game three, we have Walla Walla taking on Corvallis. The box score of that game went 2-6 to six, Corvallis over Walla Walla. 
Cor uh, Walla Walla had two hits on five run. Sorry, check that had two runs on five hits with two errors. Corvallis had six runs with on seven hits with one error. Connor Redmond won the game. He was a winning pitcher. He pitched six and two third and six and a third inning with one base and ball, one ERA, um, six strikeouts. Landon Bonek, uh, he had four innings pitched, zero ERA. Um, he actually came in uh, in relief. Uh, for Walla Walla, for hitting, Emmanuel Dean and Carson Green both had one run batted in each. For Corvallis, we had Nick Yulich. He had three RBIs. Jake Holcroft, Trace Tamaro, and Jake Harvey both had one bat, one run batted in each. And Mike Corelli, he had four runs himself that he scored on three base on balls. So uh, Corvallis ends up winning the series two to one in the best of three. And uh, overall, I give the series MVP to Jake Holcroft. He had five runs batted in on five hits, one double, and one triple. Uh, I believe his base on base percentage is 1.100 with a 0.443 batting average. Now, uh, the other teams to make the West Coast League um, playoffs were the Victoria Harbor Cats and the Wenatchee Apple Sox. Game one of that series took place in Victoria. Sorry, went play, place in uh, Wenatchee with the Apple Sox winning 5-1. to one. Victoria got one run on six hits with zero errors. Wenatchee had four. Five runs on eight hits. Jake Som was the winning pitcher for Nwenachi. He had seven innings pitched, ten strikeouts, and four hits. So he pitched a hell of a game that game. Uh, the loss who took the loss was Dakota Hawkins. He pitched three and two thirds innings, five runs, four base on balls with three strikeouts. Victoria for batting had 32 at bats with one run. Uh, six hits, one RBI, and 12 strikeouts. Harrison Spawn drove in the only run in that game for Victoria. Now, on the other hand, for the Apple Sox, Tanner Smith had three at-bats, two hits, two RBIs. Uh, Jermaine Duckham, he had three at-bats with two hits, two RBIs. Tanner Smith had three at-bats, one run, two hits, two RBIs, one base on ball, and a double. So game one goes to Wenatchee. So then they flip script, go up to Victoria for game two. And the final score of that game was 7-2. Victoria being the successor. Uh, Wenatchee had two runs, two hits, four errors. Victoria had seven runs on seven hits with one error. And uh, just Josh Lakenham, he got the win. Uh, the bullpen did a great job uh, coming in on this game uh, for Victoria. The losing pitcher was Seth Kukendall, which is K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-L-L. He went six innings, three. he had seven runs, four earned, four strikeouts, and four base on balls. 
For the Apple Sox, the entire team went a combined two for 21. They had one RBI, seven base on balls, and 12 strikeouts. On the other hand, the Victoria Harbor Cats went seventh for 31. They had six RBIs, five base on balls, with seven strikeouts. Harrison Spawn led the way with two RBIs for the Harbor Cats. Gus Wilson, Griffin Paxton, Tanner Harney, or Haney, and Tyler Ty Schindel each had an RBI. Gus Wilson and Harrison Spawn also had home, well, they had home runs, the two of them. So we're looking at a 1-1 series going into Game 3 in Victoria. And this one, if anything, was a very interesting game. Uh, if, if you were not privileged or, or, or available to see this game, you missed one heck of a ninth inning game. I mean, this was just phenomenal. I mean, a really, really great game. The the box score of this game was 8-7 to seven Victoria. The Apple Sox scored 7 runs on 12 hits with 2 errors. Victoria got 8 runs on 13 hits with 1 error. The winning pitcher was Tyler Hilton. The losing pitcher was Brett Gillis. The Apple Sox uh, batting, Tanner Smith went 3-for-5 with 3 RBIs. Cody Simmons had two, went 2-for-5 two with 2 RBIs. Victoria Titer Schindel went uh, two for four. Nick Adams went two for four also with three RBIs. Uh, Griffin Paxton went three for five with two RBIs. Now, this game was really interesting, and I'm going back to this. It was three to five. Victoria entering the ninth inning. Then the Apple Sox came up. They got a walk. There was a wild pitch where the runner advanced to second. Then there was another walk. So you had two runners on base. Then there's another lock, which then led to bases loaded. There was a sacrifice fly, which then scored a run. Then each of the runners advanced. So you have runners now on second and third. And then there's a double. So then two runs score. So there's three runs. And then right after that, there's a single. So then another run score. So now you're at four runs. So you go into the bottom of the ninth. The score is seven to five. Okay. Nick Palea singles. So he's on first base. Gus Wilson walks. So you got runners on first and second. Griffin Paxton doubles. One run scores. So now you're at uh, seven uh, to seven. Uh, so then there's. Sorry, check that you're at seven to. Uh, yeah, was it seven to five? Okay, yeah, you're at seven to uh, seven to six. Sorry, because you're at seven. You're at three to five going into night. So they were down by two runs. So seven to five. So then you got runners on second and third. Score seven five. Harrison spawns singles. Wilson and Paxton score. So now, um, game's over. I mean, no outs. You're seven five two runs score. Uh, check that. It was seven six two runs score because there had been a run before that, and the Victoria Harbor Cats win in the bottom of the ninth with no outs seven to eight. Uh, that was a great great game. I mean, I just listening to it and uh, hearing it was just pretty 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 phenomenal. So, um, yeah, so then that sets up 
a uh, Corvallis Knights Victoria Harbor Cats final for the uh, the championship. Uh, we'll get right to that after this quick message from our sponsor. Sick of overpriced apparel and equipment? Looking for a company who prides themselves in quality products and services? Look no further than our friends at Hit Factory Athletics. Created by a pro ball player, born purely from the love of the game, they exist to serve players and fans of the game. Take it from me, Ben. Hit Factory Athletics prides itself in quality and service. Head on over and check them out at www.hitfactoryathletics.com. That's www.hitfactoryathletics.com. At checkout, enter promo code DRPODCAST. That is D-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and receive a 10% discount upon checkout. Join the legends with Hit Factory Athletics. All right, well, back. Uh, we're talking some West Coast League uh, playoffs. And uh, right now, if you you didn't listen prior to this, we are actually in the West Coast League Finals where it is the Victoria Harbourcats taking on the Corvallis Knights. So the uh, Corvallis Knights, they defeat the Walla Walla Suites in their series two games to one. And the Victoria Harbourcats defeat the Wenatchee Apple Sox two games to one. So each of those games went the best of three. So now we're at uh, game one, which takes place at Wilson Group Stadium uh, in Victoria, British Columbia. The box score, the game one, uh, Corvallis 14, Victoria 8. And uh, Corvallis scores 14 runs on 15 hits with two earned runs. Two earned runs, two errors, sorry. Victoria scores eight runs on 11 hits and then one run for Corvallis. Jake Holcroft goes three of six. He has four RBIs uh, with two runs. Riley Knight went one of four with two RBIs, two base on balls, and two runs scored. Brooks Lee went three of six. He himself hit four RBIs with one run. Jake Harvey went 4.05. He scored three times. The team went 15 of 42. Batted 357 with 13 RBIs. For Victoria, Harrison Spahn went 3 of 4. He had one RBI, one base on ball, and three runs. Liam Balance went 1 for 3. He had himself a three RBI game with uh, also scoring a run. Ty Schindle, he went two for five with one RBI. Both uh, starting pitchers were, were hit in that game. They gave up a combined 12 earned runs in 10 innings. They also had 12 strikeouts. Uh, the Corvallis bullpen was the deciding factor in that game. They only gave up three runs while Victoria gave up seven. David Watson... The winning pitcher of that game for Corvallis went seven and a third, as opposed to Zach Swanson of the Victoria Harbor Cats, who only went three innings. So you could tell. I mean, there was there was some different you know pitching in that game. It was clearly one sided. Uh, Corvallis came in wanting to win, and they did. So now moving to game two, the Victoria Harbor Cats uh, played Corvallis in Corvallis. The final box score of that game was 5-2 to two. Victoria as the victors. Uh, Victoria scored five runs on seven hits with zero errors. 
Corvallis scored two runs with on five hits with one error. The winning pitcher was Hunter Omlid, and the losing pitcher was Eric Hill. Uh, Hunter did not start this game. He actually came in in relief, and I believe it was early on in the game because the, uh, if I'm correct, and if I remember this correctly, the uh, pitcher for Victoria was uh, escorted out of the game or thrown out. As far as hitting goes, Harrison Spawn, he went two for four. He had one run, one RBI. Andrew McCowig, he had two, went two for four. He had one RBI, one run. Kyle Sherrick, he went one for four with two RBIs. Nick Palea and Nick Adam both had an RBI each. For Zach, uh, Corvallis, Zach Muller, he went two for four, one RBI. The team, uh, Corvallis that is, went five of 31, two runs, one RBI, four base on balls, 10 strikeouts. Um, Hunter Omelette, of course, like I just said earlier, he, great relief, went five and two-thirds innings, came in in the third inning. He had five strikeouts, zero earned runs, three hits, and he faced 20 batters. Uh, talking with um, some of the staff from the Victoria Harbor Cats, uh, they, they all agreed that this was totally by far his best outing of the playoffs altogether. Uh, then uh, we're rolling. So now we're one-one. Series is tied up. We're rolling into game three, and uh, you know, going into game three, uh, the the first thing that came to my mind was was plain and simple. The team that's going to win this game is going to have the coach who is the most aggressive. Is that Coach Knight or Coach Hanley? So, I you know if if you fo- clearly followed the score or you don't you know of this game, you clearly know who who the victor was, and uh, that's Corvallis. I mean, they won eleven to one. Victoria had one run on four hits with one error. Corvallis had eleven runs on twelve hits. Tyler Ger- Tarita Gerber. The winning pitcher for the Knights pitched six innings. He had one run, two base on balls, and eight strikeouts. The losing pitcher was Dakota Hawkins. Uh, Victoria, as a team, went four for 28 with one RBI, two base on balls, 11 strikeouts. Corvallis, Jake Harvey, went two for three on three with three runs, one RBI, and one base on ball. Brooks Lee himself went three for five, two runs, one RBI, one strikeout. Uh, Corvallis as a team went 12 of 35 with nine RBIs, five base on balls and eight strikeouts. Now let me, let me kind of like paint this little picture about aggressiveness for this particular game. And that is, is that bases were loaded. The coach has Andy Atwood steal home plate in the first inning. I mean that if you want to talk aggressive, aggressive coaching, you're stealing home plate in the first inning of a championship game. That means you know it's important to score early and score often. And, uh, you know, I got to commend Coach Knight on uh, his effort uh, in, in what he was able to do with that team. but th- And also the, the, the whole coaching staff. I mean, you know, it's just not one person per se that um, – 
uh, helps out these teams. It's, it, it takes a it takes an army in a way to 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 help get this staff um, going from the top down. So uh, I just like to say congratulations to the Corvallis Knights as the 2019 West Coast League champions. Now, this is not their first rodeo as champions. Actually, this is their fourth consecutive championship in a row. For a team to be able to do that, not just the team, but the organization, to be able to do that in a collegiate summer bat league is very impressive. And, and the reason why that's impressive to me, and it should be impressive to you as the listener, is, is that they do not have the same team coming back year in and year out. These players are, are only really together from June until mid-August of each year. They're coming from different organizations as far as different collegiate schools, different levels of play. So they, they're they coming in after having played for their school. And then they're, they're just thrown into this situation where they, they really need to come together as a cohesive unit in play. So to be able to do something like that in such a short period of time and, and win and be good at it is commendable and is amazing. And I think these guys want a lot of games consecutively. They were not only the first half champions, I think, of the South, but they were also the second half champions of the South, too. I have to go check my records on that, but I think that uh, that's pretty close. So... um one thing before we close it out uh, for this particular episode, I wanted to throw some kind of some other details because I'm kind of a look at my statistics, look at some interesting facts kind of guy. Corvallis, um, let's talk about miles travel for Corvallis. They traveled approximately 10 hours and 40 minutes for their first round game. And that's about a 656 miles. For the second round game, which is against Victoria, they traveled about 16 hours. Now, this was all on bus. So you figure 10 hours, 16 hours, all on bus. So you're looking at about 27 hours combined travel in such a short period of time. For the second round, they traveled 676 miles. So Corvallis traveled a total of 1,330 Two miles. That's a lot of miles to be putting on you in a short amount of time. Victoria, on the other hand, they travel about 13 hours for the first round for about 556 miles. For the second round, they traveled 16 hours also, 676 miles for a grand total of 1,232 miles approximate. Total traveled for the playoffs in 29 hours. Which is a grind. I mean, this is just grinding it out. So a total miles traveled for these two teams was 2,564 miles with 56 hours of travel. 
That is intense and crazy. Now, um, it is August 27, 2019, when I'm recording this final episode. And uh, if I had not messed up and had the original recording, it would have been earlier. But uh, I just also want to congratulate the Corvallis Knights being named the Collegiate Team of the Year by Perfect Game USA. And also, uh, I want to congratulate Briley Knight for being named the MVP of the West Coast League this summer. And uh, while we're at it, uh, congratulations to the Ridgefield Raptors for being named the team uh, Cohesive Team of the Year for the West Coast League. Uh, there's lots of other accolades that, that go out to these players that have played in. There's honorable mentions and so on. Um, but I'd encourage you to go out, take a look at the West Coast League site. Also take a look at some of these teams on Twitter, Instagram, and various other social media platforms. Um, but with that said, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I really thank you, the listener. Uh, you are what keep us going, uh, David and I. Uh, this year, we've really, really appreciated uh, you taking time to listen to our episode, be a part of the podcast, and uh, listening. I mean, uh, that's the biggest thing. And what we want to encourage you to continue to do is review our podcast and rate. And one thing that I'll say is that if you're going to give us a one rating, please just Go ahead and let us know what we can do better. I mean, if you're not letting us know what we can do better, we can improve on it. But uh, we do take seriously everything that you say. And if you have something that you want to give to us as far as feedback and how we can improve, we're we're all ears. We want to let you know. But um, thank you for listening to us and being a part of this journey uh, for the first year, we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, we got some great things coming in year two. And uh, we look forward to you continuing this journey with us. With that said, um, I am your host, Ben. Thank you wherever you are at in this world. Thank you for listening. And thank you for giving us the time of day. I hope you have a great day wherever you are at and that you love everybody in the world. With that said, peace out.